the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, November the 8th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on November 8th, 2000, statewide recount began in Florida. I'm sure you remember that. It emerged as critical in deciding the winner of the 2000 presidential election. Earlier in the day, on today, 2000, Vice President Al Gore had telephoned Texas Governor George W. Bush and conceded. He said, you win, I lose. But about an hour later, Al Gore called him back and said, I'm retracting my concession. And it went on for days and days. Remember the hanging chads and all that stuff. Anyway, that all started today, November 8th, 2000. Today in 1793, the Louvre in Paris it began admitting the public, even though the French mu- Museum had been officially open since August. Today, in 1864, President Abraham Lincoln, he won re-election. He defeated Democrat challenger George McClellan. Today, in 1889, Montana became the 41st state. And today, in 1923, Adolf Hitler launched his first attempt at, a, at seizing power in Germany with a failed coup in Munich is recorded in history. It has become known as the Beer Hall Putts. Today, 1950, during the Korean War, the first ever jet plane battle took place. U.S. Air Force lieutenant shot down a North Korean MiG-15. First time two jet planes had gone at each other, the American won. Today, 1960, Massachusetts Senator John Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, defeated Vice President Richard Nixon for the presidency. Today, in 1966, Republican Ronald Reagan was elected governor of California. He defeated the incumbent Democrat, Pat Brown. Today, in 2012, Jared Lee Longer, he was sentenced to life in prison without parole for the January 2011 shootings in Tucson, Arizona. Killed six people, wounded 13 others. It it included Representative Gabby Giffords. She was doing a kind of a thing at a mall, as I recall, there in Tucson, and um, some of her supporters were gathered around, and they'd come to see her that day and so on. Very, very, very sad. Today, one year ago, today, world leaders cheered Joe Biden's election as U.S. president as a chance to enhance cooperation on climate change. I would say that would be true. He's all in. Whatever you say, whatever you want, I'm all in on climate change. That's pretty much where President Joe Biden is coming from. And one year ago today, Jeopardy host Alex Trebek, he died at his Los Angeles home after battling pancreatic cancer, which I think most of us are aware. He battled it for nearly two years. He died today, one year ago today. He was 80 years old. China's government ran a newspaper, Global Times, it's called. The, it's kind of like our newspapers here in America. It's owned by the Communist Party. Ours are not. They're just sort of owned. They're co-opted. 
by the progressive movement. It would now be the White House. But it's somewhat like the newspapers here in America. The Global Times was mocking President Joe Biden in an editorial yesterday for attempting and failing to, quote, re-engineer the dynamics of the U.S. economy through the just-passed $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. Infrastructure in quotes. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. Democrats ended a week marked by significant political losses last week, Tuesday's state and local elections, particularly Virginia, but elsewhere. Even Washington State elected a Republican or two. Imagine that. But the reality features a large number of expenditures in this bill outside the definition of the word. It's not really an infrastructure bill. Far-left Democrats appeared to have doomed the bill before its passing late Friday, but 13 Republicans bailed them out last Friday night. I'll come back to that in a moment as well. But the Global Times dismissed the bill as feeble, an attempt to compete with China's communist economy. So the the communist-owned newspaper, thats it's read around the world. It's a pretty big deal. Everybody knows it's it's owned by the and controlled by the Communist Party. But they they set up this whole bill and the Democrat uh, agenda as a shoddy but flashy infrastructure. They said America's capitalist economy <laughs> made it impossible for Biden to fully control the nation's economy and thus facilitate the rejuvenation of America infrastructure wholesale. In other words, they were saying because of capitalism, Poor Joe Biden will not be able to succeed. If he were to become a communist, the inference is, they didn't say this, but the inference is that if he were to become a communist or if America would become were to become a communist country, then we could fix our problems and everything would be just great, just like it is in China. The Times, in a separate editorial, not yesterday's, but one a couple of days before, and I kind of follow what they're saying just because that's probably the same thing that they're teaching in the classrooms where the Confucius Institutes are thriving on campuses across America. But that editorial praised the bill and declared that its success was impossible without Biden flooding the United States with Chinese imports. The essence of that previous couple of days, it was either, I think it was Friday uh, in the in the globe Global Times, they were saying it's a wonderful thing because it's going to create all this business for China and the, China will be flooding the United States with imports. The Global Times, though, accused Biden of attempting to dismantle the fundamentals of the American economy and our institutions and wondered out loud if the people really realized in America what our leadership is doing. They claimed the foundations of our nation are crumbling. China, the Communist Party. And they were wondering out loud if we the people really even know what's going on. I want to talk about that for a moment today. Psalms 11 is a psalm that most of us know or we've heard. I've mentioned it on this program from time to time, but let me mention it again to you. It is the word of the Lord. In Psalm 11, verse 1, the psalmist says, In the Lord put I my trust. 
How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to the mountain? For lo, verse 2, the wicked bend their bow, they make ready their arrow upon the string, that they may privily shoot at the upright in heart. Verse 7 says, For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness, his countenance doth behold the upright. Bottom line, God loves righteousness. And when his people do righteous things, he is very aware of that. He's aware of everything. But he is aware of our righteous deeds. He's aware of the decisions that we make. He's aware of our deeds. Our deeds do not save us. Only the blood of Jesus Christ, who was crucified on a cross, died, put in the grave, and rose from the dead, Only our acceptance of that brings us eternal salvation. But God is very interested in what we do with the eternal life and the hope that he's given us. And I want to get to that today in the next few minutes and talk about it. Despite the resounding political wins this last week in an off-year election, and there were a number of them, all across this country. The far left continues its long march through the institutions of America. China is right. The Communist Party is right to a degree, and they know it. They know that there is a march to bring down the institutions of America. Friday night, 13 Republicans joined the Democrats in passing one of the most bizarre, misleading pieces of legislation that I've ever seen in my life. As a pastor, I've been carefully observing, even as a youth pastor for years, I've been paying attention to politics. Had I not felt deeply called to the ministry, I probably would have run for office somewhere along the line, because I think it's important. Not that it's alluring, it's just important. And when you see failing politicians in office, it makes you feel even more strongly about it or it should. But as a pastor, I've been carefully observing all of our public servants, as we used to call them, for my entire adult life. And I'm over 40. Even Ocasio-Cortez is accusing the president of lying to the American people. Some are dropping out of West Point, disappointed, disillusioned. Others are dropping out of public service. Others are just fleeing or checking out saying, I can't take this anymore. I'm out. They're turning it off. They're, they're removing themselves. I don't want to know what's going on. But is this a time to flee or a time to stand? This weekend, Associated Press reported with considerable satisfaction that the White House passed the measure 228 to 206 late Friday. Yeah, it was late Friday. It was Friday night. Associated Press says this prompted prolonged cheers from the relieved Democratic side of the chamber. Indeed, it did. And it left a whole bunch of us, millions, tens of millions of us, wondering, why did 13 Republicans side with the Democrats and bail them out? Nobody was wondering more loudly than Donald Trump. He was on on social media. He was put out a message. I guess he wasn't on social media, but he, he put out a statement and he said, here, basically, here's what he said. It's, it's typical Trump. He said, very sad that the rhinos, Republican in name only, 
In the House and Senate gave Biden and Democrats a victory on the non-infrastructure bill where only 11% of the money being wasted goes to real infrastructure. How about all those Republican senators that voted previously? He's talking about that was a month or so ago, and I'll, I'll mention that a little bit later. But that was kind of the feeling around America among all people that, I mean, if you're a Republican, shouldn't you not support this far-left radical out of clear out of the boundaries of what we've known agenda? Apparently not. These Republicans, so-called moderates, they passed the bill. They carried the Democrats across the line. The Republicans weren't from the Northwest here. They were Republican representatives Adam Kinzinger from Illinois, Representative Jeff Van Drew from New Jersey, John Cato from New York, Don Bacon from Illinois, Don Young from Alabama, Fred Upton from uh, Michigan, Chris Smith from New Jersey, Bratton, uh, Brian Fitzpatrick from Pennsylvania, Tom Reed. Tom Reed. <laughs> For all of you listening on ACN stations, it's not that Tom Reed. This is a different Tom Reed from New York. Anthony Gonzalez from Ohio. Andrew Garbanino, I think that's the way you pronounce it, from New York. Nicole, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, from New York. David McKinley, West Virginia. They all voted in favor of passing this bill. Why are they Republicans? Why would they be a Republican? I guess so they can get elected or something. I don't know. But six progressive Democrats also voted against it. Representatives Ilan Omar, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rashid Talib, Ayanna Presley, Cory Bush, Jamal Bauman, they all voted against their own party. So they combined with so-called Republicans, carried Joe Biden across the finish line and gave him this. Back a while back, 19 GOP senators voted with all 50 Democrat senators in August to pass this proposal. So it's a done deal. I mean, they've already done it. Mitch McConnell was one of them that voted for this. I don't know why these public servants do that. But then they come home and say, I'm fighting for you. Of course they are. They're trying to figure out a political path so they can keep themselves in power. And that's true for the Democrats and the Republicans. And that's why we must keep our focus not on the Democrats or the Republicans, but on God himself. Yet God is looking at us to see what we do with the blessings he's given us. And that's why we have got to be involved in the political process. It is a shame for any Christian to say, well, I don't think Christians should be involved in politics. You are involved in politics by virtue of the blessings that God has bestowed on this nation. If I could, I would like to take you just for a few moments to some of the countries where I have been in missionary work and Christian missions and outreach and evangelism. They don't get to vote. They feel blessed if they get a jar of cold water to drink that isn't going to make them sick. It's that bad. God has given us so much. And to whom much is given, much is required. We must. We must be involved because God is observing the righteous and the righteousness of the acts of his people. Even Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, from a kind of a cockeyed position that she comes from, she's 
blasting Joe Biden because he's lying. She Does she represent righteousness? I don't think so. But she's calling out the president. She said the cost to replace every lead pipe in the United States is 45 to $60 billion. She said the infrastructure bill only gives $15 billion. It will take much more. That's why we have to pass the other bill. That's her motive. But she says Build Back Better has lead dollars for disadvantaged communities. We must keep pushing for this other bill. But she, she goes on to say, she said, I want to protect our party from the disappointment and collapse and turnout from communities like mine that occurs when we tell them we did things that we didn't do. We shouldn't promise all lead pipes will be fixed. That's part of Joe Biden's promise, and he said that several times, and she's picked up on it, that all lead pipes will be fixed if, if, if that is not the case. Some will, most won't. We must push for the other bill, and we must be honest. Trump was right. If you look at this bill they passed Friday night with 13 Republicans helping them carry it across the finish line. If you look at it, I put up a cartoon today that shows us that as a pumpkin pie. I thought that was keeping with the time of the year it is. I love, do you like, I love pumpkin pies and I, I always like them. I mean, even in the summertime, but somehow in the fall, man, I just, I could eat the whole pie. I would probably regret it, but I could do that and enjoy it while I was doing it. But anyway, I, I used a, um, a cartoon in an article that I wrote today about this. It's at faithandfreedom.us. And in there, it shows a little piece of pumpkin pie, much smaller than any piece I would choose if I were eating this pie. But it's a very small percentage. 11% is what it is. But it shows that much of the pie that actually goes toward infrastructure. All the rest of it, 89% of it goes to other stuff. It's not an infrastructure bill. That's what Trump was getting at. It's amazing. And again, I can hardly believe that these Democrats voted for this. It is so public. I can't imagine how how far left their district is going to have to be for them to get reelected because people are remembering these things. And people are awakened today. We're seeing some of that happen. Representative Pramila Jayapal, Democrat from Washington State, as we all know, she's leader of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. She said that Biden even called her mother in India and talked to her about the matter, I presume. I mean, I don't know what relationship Joe Biden has to Pramila's mother in India, but nonetheless, she's saying that he called her in India and talked to her. Jayapal said it was not a bribe to try to bribe me, she, she told Associated Press. She said this was after the bill was all done. She said my mother told me to just keep screaming like a little girl. Well, I'm sure she will, and it'll be very shrill. But a more sane Republican took a little bit different approach and look at this thing. He said President Biden embarrassed Americans through all of this. He's from Wyoming, Senator John Brasso. He said yesterday that President Joe Biden embarrassed Americans at the recent climate change conference in Glasgow. He said he pledged allegiance to the flag of the United States, but not or the flag of the United Nations, but not to the United States. He Brasso said he he basically apologized for America. Well, he did. He begged, groveled, asked OPEC, the oil cartel. I mean, it's just a criminal arrangement, really. And he begged Vladimir Putin, and he has. 
to create more energy. He said, we're running out of energy. Do you realize that one year ago today, one year ago today, we were energy independent. And now our president is, figuratively speaking, on his knees begging Vladimir Putin and the Middle East to please produce more oil because we need it. It really doesn't matter what it costs. He didn't say that, but I mean, that's the implication of it. Senator Brasso said Biden waved the white flag of surrender over energy independence. He fell asleep during the sessions, and he did. There's pictures to prove it. Sound asleep. And he succeeded in getting unanimous agreement from the G20 countries to establish a global minimum corporate tax rate of 15%. And he proposed that climate change activists be considered for refugee status. There's all kinds of special things that go with that, and usually... Most always, the United States is paying the bill. Former West, West Point cadet told Hannity on Friday, she said, she and a couple of other young women that were in the academy, she said, we quit. Hannah McDonald, she blasted the school. She said, I went there expecting that I would be taught and, and led to lay down my life for my brothers and sisters, but they're asking me to lay down my life for a political agenda. I'm out. So were her two buddies, her two girlfriends that were in there with her. They talked to Hannity on Fox at some length. Also over the weekend in San Diego, a new Navy ship was named for homosexual activist Harvey Milk, San Diego Bay on Saturday. The U.S. Navy formally christened and launched the replenishment oiler USNS Harvey Milk after a bottle of champagne was smashed on the bow, as they do, by Navy officer Paula Niera, who is now the clinical program director at Johns Hopkins Center for Transgender Health. U.S. Navy Secretary Carlos del Toro, he attended, told the crowd, the Secretary of the Navy. He said the Secretary of the Navy needed to be here today. That was talking about himself. He said not just to amend the wrongs of the past, but to give inspiration to all of our LGBTQ community leaders who've served in the Navy, in uniform today, and in civilian workforce as well as to and tell them we are committed to them in the future. Harvey Milk's nephew, Stuart, he also spoke about his Uncle Harvey's less than honorable discharge. He said he was forced to resign just because he was gay and he couldn't help it. He was born that way. We have to teach our history to present, to prevent ourselves from going backward and repeating it, he said, and on and on and on about the gay agenda. Harvey Milk, you may recall, was shot and killed by a fellow worker in San Francisco City Hall. He was had been, was in an elected office there after his career in the Navy. I condemn that action in the strongest terms. I'm not suggesting at all any kind of violence or hatred toward anybody, regardless of what their sexual behavior is. But I am suggesting that we have lost our mind. We are gazing at our belly button trying to figure out who we are. God has already told us who we are. God created male and female, and he created us to come together and form what he called a family. And it's been around as long as the human race has been around. I don't know what's the matter with us. We've lost our way. We're groping in the darkness, stumbling over the truth, and yet we don't even see it. God condemns homosexual behavior. He loves the homosexual. Christ died for all of us because all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God, whatever that sin may be. We are all sinners. And if we are not sinners, we have been saved by the power of God and the forgiveness and restoration 
of Jesus Christ through the power of his resurrection. God did not die, however, to confirm sin. He died to deliver and forgive and restore us from our sin. That's where we have lost our way. So if the foundations of our society are being destroyed, are we to flee? Are we to turn it off? Are we to not be informed? I don't want to know that, Gary, I can't take this. I don't want to hear any more of it. Psalm 11, in the Lord I put my trust. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mouth. There's this instinctive voice that says, flee, get out of here. But the righteous Lord, verse 7, loveth righteousness, and his countenance, his attention, is beholding the upright. He's looking at us. One of my, I have a lot of favorites, but one of them is Charles Finney. He was a Presbyterian preacher, theologian, powerful man of God. He said a lot of things, but one of the things that he said during his ministry, and it's recorded in a lot of places, in books and other places, but he talked about the relationship that Christians have to the culture. Charles Finney said, The church must take right ground in regard to politics. Politics are part of a religion in a nation such as this, America. And Christians must do their duty to the country as part of their duty to God. God will bless or curse this nation according to the course Christians take in politics. At a different time, Finney said, the time has come that Christians must vote for honest men and take consistent ground in politics, or the Lord will curse them. Christians have been exceedingly guilty in this matter, but the time has come when they must act differently. Christians seem to act as if they thought God did not see what they do in regards to politics. But I tell you, he does see it, and he will bless or curse this nation according to the course that Christians take in politics. This is not the time to flee. It is not. Verse 4 of chapter 11 in Psalm says, The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold. His eyelids try. The children of men. God is paying attention to what we're doing down here. Verse 3 asks the questions, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? It's very simple. It isn't complicated. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Look to the Lord first. Be dependent upon God. Be accountable to God. Do the things that are righteous. I know we're not righteous in and of ourselves, but God sees us as righteous because he sees us through our Savior, his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. And he sees us as justified, just as though we had never sinned. So God sees us as righteous, and he sees our deeds as righteousness if they are, in fact, righteous deeds. So he pays attention to that. No, we can't earn our salvation. But God is paying attention to what we're doing. It's not the time to flee. It's not the time to turn off all the knobs. I don't want to be informed. I don't want to know what's going on. Of course you do, because you want to be effective as light and salt in a really, really screwed up world. Hey, thanks for being with me today. It's always a pleasure. We will continue this conversation right here tomorrow, the Lord willing. 
if you'll support us and God will allow us, and I think he will, and I know you will, thank you for your support. We need it. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.